This is Vince G. Evans with ProWrestlingBigList.com, your source for all things pro wrestling. And you are listening to The Kings of the Ring. You're listening to The Kings of the Ring Podcast Network. It's the secret lifestyle of a hidden world like The Sopranos, with the grand plots and political wars of The Godfather in a 1980s wrestling ring. It's Kings of the Ring. My name is Steve Tatai, the writer-director of wrestling's first audio drama podcast, and I want to welcome you to Season 5 of the number one fiction sports podcast in the biz. All the stories in Kings of the Ring are all based off of something that actually happened in the wild and crazy world of wrestling. The characters are fictional and generally up to your imagination in what they look like. But thanks to AI, the boys at Monosports Media have culled some actual generated images of what the Kings of the Ring characters actually look like. And in some cases, it's quite uncanny how they look even more like the character than I ever could have pictured. But look at the official website at kingsotr.com characters, and that's the section. But everyone from Julian Kane to Burt Ironside all the season one characters are visualized, so please check that out for your amusement. And another quick reminder before we start, if you want the full extended edition of The Kings of the Ring, then become a patron at patreon.com slash kingsotr. For only a few bucks a month, you get early quick access, deleted scenes, and so much more. So check it out, kids. Kings of the Ring is intended for mature audiences. Today's episode would be rated MA for sexual dialogue, graphic descriptions of nudity, and profanity. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Kings of the Ring. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't believe I'm going to be saying the words, but allow me to introduce the newest tag team in professional wrestling, the outlaw Jesse James and Diamond Donnie Gold. The surreal sight continues as the outlaw Jesse James and Diamond Donnie Gold Walk out to the studio podium, side by side. They say the enemy of my enemy is my friend. But your words were never spoken about this right here, Daddy. This is the dream team. All the history between Diamond Donnie Gold and the outlaw Jesse James. All the world titles between Diamond Donnie Gold and the outlaw Jesse James. All the blood spilled between Diamond Donnie Gold and Outlaw Jesse James is going to combine into one giant MX missile about to be launched straight at the Russians. Vladimir Dmitry Rakoff at the Omni in Atlanta. We're doing this for America, baby. The Outlaw Jesse James and Diamond Donnie Gold, the dream team. Oh, yeah. At the Omni in Atlanta, history will be made. Diamond Donnie Gold steps back into that ring for the first time since the 4th of July. And everybody said Diamond Donnie was finished. <laughs> no way, pal. I'm back. And I'm back to kick some Russian butt. No matter what's going on between this man and myself, at the end of the day, we're American, damn it. And no one is going to watch my back better than Jesse James. Will I get my revenge on you, commie bastards? Get your tickets now. The Omni in Atlanta. 
the dream team, Jesse James and Donnie Gold, will face Vladimir and Dmitry Rykov with Prince Abdullah Akbar. <laughs> that was good, eh, Donnie? Electric, brother. So what do you think? Are you uh, starting to like being a baby? I don't know, Jesse. It still feels like, uh, I don't know, I'm wearing someone else's clothes. Well, Count says the people like you being a baby. And the fans are hot for this match. I think we're going to draw our biggest house in a long time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kings of the Ring, episode 47. The Dream Team. Daniel Hawkins steps into the longtime office of the Billington Law Firm in downtown Charlotte. He sits down in the old wood-lined room filled with old books and a globe, even older than the silver-haired man in front of him, sitting in the large oaken desk. Thank you, Mr. Billington, for reviewing this. Daniel, our firm has served your family for 40 years. It is my pleasure and duty to review your situation, and I have some good news. Good news indeed. While the other board members of the uh, uh, World Wrestling Alliance believe you have to do as you're told, they are not the majority. According to the bylaws, you hold three votes. One for your dear mother's Carolina Wrestling Association, one for Southeast Championship Wrestling, and one for this new uh, Heartland Pro Wrestling. That's three votes from them, three votes from you, your votes cannot be excluded, nor can our voting round take place without your presence or notification. Their motion to remove you from the Alliance shall not pass. Your presence in this World Wrestling Alliance is as secure as ever. That's right, and the seventh vote was Jonathan Kane in New York, which we never replaced this spot. So we're only six, and we've been six since 1984. Anything else you can find, just let me know. Of course, Daniel. In the meantime, I shall draft a letter of refusal of acknowledgement for their attempt to have you removed and have it sent via Federal Express immediately. Thank you, Thomas. Those bastards. I'll show them. Uh, 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 motherfucker. Was Tommy always a staff? He's killing me out there. Hey, this hot feud. You need to lay it in, Killian. Yeah, I'll remind him it's still a fucking work. Jesus. You're just mad because sometimes you get lazy out there. Tommy bring out the best in you. Is that what you call it? Feels more like getting the arse kicked as a shoot. It all worked. People hang from rafters this arena, the next arena, the last arena. This feud is money. At Memorial Hall in Kansas City, beautiful Barry Lovelace and Miss Kitty get back from their match. Barry, with the World Heavyweight title belt, slung over his shoulder. That's right, baby. The world champion. Donnie walks by them to stand by the curtain as Jesse James and the Russians have already begun their match. As he passes the duo, he looks up at Kitty, who's purposely not looking at him. So he looks down, trying not to sell how hurt he is at being frozen out by her. You better look away, Gold. He slaps Kitty on the butt and she winces. Donnie stops and turns to them. Read it, wait, motherfucker. I got the girl and the gold. He holds his belt up, taunting Donnie with it. Guess she's a little sensitive. Was a bit rough with her last night. I did her in the butt. 
Donnie rubs the back of his head uncomfortably. Have a good night, Barry. Uh, I need to watch Jesse Vladimir before my running. You just keep your eyes off my woman. You got it? She's mine, and don't you forget it. Barry, just minding my own business. What'd you say? Barry walks up and slaps Donnie. Donnie's about to haul off on him, but restrains himself when Kitty steps up. Barry, that's enough. Leave him alone. Donnie shakes his head as he regrets turning over his new leaf of being a baby face in and out of the ring. Kitty pulls Barry away. Come on, baby. Let's get out of here. Let Donnie do his pathetic run-in since he can't wrestle anymore. <laughs> After that broken back, he's going to be the shits. In the afternoon, the outlaw Jesse James sits at the bar at the Howard Johnson where SCW is staying. Jesse nods as the bartender pours him another whiskey, and then Daniel Hawkins approaches him from behind. Jesse, Barry Lovelace is the world heavyweight champion. Why are you and Vladimir closing out all the shows instead of Barry and Bo Riggs? Is your ego that big? Jesse takes a sip of his whiskey and turns his head to Daniel. Uh, just thinking of the show and what works best. The world champions always get the main event. That's wrestling 101. Besides, you hear the heat Barry's getting? Uh, Barry's drawing the wrong kind of heat, Daniel. What's that supposed to mean? There is a difference. There's heat of, uh, we want to see this guy get stuffed. And then there's heat of, I don't even want to see this guy. Bullshit. Heat is heat. If we put Barry Lovelace on last, people are going to leave while he's being introduced. They won't even bother sticking around. On the other hand, the hot program right now is the Dream Team. Donnie's comeback in the Russians. Now that's the draw. Shouldn't he advance with Donnie's shows next month? Well, make it so Barry is the hot program. You're the booker, right? Easier said than done. A bear is a gimmick act. He's one-dimensional, a one-trick pony. He gets his heat from pushing the gay gimmick, and that's it. There's not much more to him, which is why that kind of wrestler has never been the champion. You ordered me to put the belt on him, remember? Oh, you're saying the Alliance never handpicked a champion before? That the Alliance never ordered the world champ that not everyone was on board with? Forcing many members to back a guy we didn't even like? You saying that never happened before? No, but they usually make some kind of sense. What did you just say? Jesse's patience wearing thin turns to his boss. I think you heard what I said, Daniel. Well, if you're such a genius booker like everybody says, you should be able to come up with a hot angle to, to justify Barry going on last. Something that'll keep the people if they will supposedly leave early. Jesse stressfully rubs the back of his neck. Well, maybe if I knew how long you expect this run to last, maybe I'll just ask you point blank right now. It's your pet project. How long we got to do this? Do what? Keeping up this charade. <laughs> I don't know, Jesse, until I say. And until that day comes, the world heavyweight champion of wrestling should wrestle last, just like he always has. Now do it. Daniel storms off as Jesse tries to compose himself as he flags down the bartender again. I'll keep him. Better bring the whole bottom. York City, Michael Sluck breaks away from the ABC studios to get lunch at a nearby cafe. He bustles his way through and finds a two-seat table and sits before flagging down a shaggy-haired waiter who 
looks like he came straight from the beach. Shit. Give me a coffee and a cob salad. Uh, right on, dude. Can you make sure the coffee is hot this time? Last time it was colder than Barbara Walters' cooch. Ooh. What? And hurry it up, too. I need to get back to the studio. I'm on TV, you know. Michael Sluck from ABC News Exposed. Didn't you recognize me? Sorry, dude. I didn't watch those kind of shows. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? Just get my coffee and sandwich. But the coffee now. Don't wait until the sandwich is ready. You got it? The young waiter walks off, trying to remember all that as Sluck looks down at the table. Can you clean this table up before I sit here? Ah, forget it. Customer service these days, boy, I tell you. We should do a story. He pushes aside a plate with a copy of the New York Post already open, and he notices a headline of one of the articles. What in the same hill? His eyes scan the paper. Oh, no. They're not getting away with this. Not at my watch. He gets right up and starts walking out, just as the waiter returns with his coffee. Well, where did he go? Kings of the Ring will be back after these messages. Studio, 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 studio live from L'Oreal. Fixing gel. Studio live. Studio, 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 studio live. Studio live spray. Fix, play tricks. Sculpture hair. Studio, strong gel. Twist. Spike it. The way you like it. Total Control. Wendy's new big classic hamburger. This is the good stuff. The soft Kaiser bun, the fat tomatoes. This is the good stuff. The fresh toppings, the fresh beef. This is the good stuff. Wendy's new big classic. One bite, one taste, one look, you'll see. This is the one the other burgers want to be. This is the good stuff. Wendy's new big classic. Can't get enough, this is the good stuff. We now return to Kings of the Ring. Part two of their last alliance meeting is on, this time with a member they just agreed to kick out. Daniel Hawkins is on the conference call now with Bert Ironside, Charlie Gotch, and Raylan That's Crenshaw. Your That's your three votes to my three votes, you bunch of jerks. You can't kick me out of the alliance. You don't have the authority. Bullshit. Don't worry, my lawyer is sending all the documents that explain everything. You have no power over me. You need to get in line, Daniel. This stunt will bear a love lease. You know what? The alliance will refuse to acknowledge the match as valid. But Jesse will still be the champion. And when the story get those potatoes out of your ears, old man. You can't make any alliance ruling without me. Well, if that's three to three, neither can you, boy. Raylan Crenshaw adds. I have the championship and the pelt, I will continue to do what I want as Booker of the Champion. You're the one without authority. You men are pathetic, and I can see why Julian Kane did what he did. How dare you? And while I'm at it, I may as well go all the way with this and remove the SCW name entirely from our shows and call ourselves WWA All-Star Wrestling every Saturday on VBS. <laughs> no. Don't do it. Try and stop me. When will you stooges realize I am the Alliance now? <laughs> Nighty night, fucker. Why are all these hubsters doing these things? 
Charlie, get a hold of yourself. We don't need you keeling over. What the fuck do we do now? Well, nothing we can do except do our business as usual. For the time being, yeah. That's the move. Though there is something I'm a little worried about. You think Hawkins knows about the Champion's Claws? Oh, fuck. I clean forgot about that. That hasn't come up in a long time. Well, if there's a god, then Daniel Hawkins don't have a clue about it. Michael Angel is running, running. City streets are dank and cold. Must get away. He ducks into an alley and hides behind a dumpster. Safe at last, until Michael feels a tug on his arm. And then it yanks him like a snake. He looks down and he feels more. Except they aren't snakes, they're ring ropes. And more and more grab his entire body like tentacles, pulling him down. He tries to get away as they drag him down. To a wrestling ring, far below him. He falls, clutching at anything to escape. no use as he's dragged down, and the demons below wait for him, reaching out at him to tag in. He pulls away when he's scooped up and body slammed into the center of the ring, and the apron explodes beneath him. His coffin engulfed in flames and brimstone. up in the hospital, glazed in sweat and heart beat up, when his eyes crack open and he sees his brother Gabriel. Michael, can you hear me? Wake up, it's Gabe. He looks up at his brother with full awareness and smiles. He looks around and sees he's in a hospital room in Japan. Welcome back to the land of living. <laughs> That's a shoot bro. Doctor said you did die technically, but you came back. Gabriel takes Michael's hand. Michael squeezes it back. He tries to talk, but is too weak. It's okay, Michael. Just take it easy. In due time. Boy, looked in the mirror lately. They don't have gems in Tokyo. Look like a whale. Michael ekes the tiniest of smiles. Then he gets emotional, and a tear forms in his eye. Hey, man, don't worry. Been through a lot. Gabriel leans in. He had a, a heroin overdose. Need to cut that shit out, brother. Mika's found you and got you here. You saved your damn life. Mika's also pulled some strings to protect you from the law and other things that gotta be worked out. But you're here now, you'll be fine. Gabriel gets up to leave and Michael squeezes his hand in concern. I'll be back, Michael, but I gotta get to the Budokan. Yeah, I'm working. You think Mika gives a shit? 
made me take all your bookings. Ah. I ain't used to working this stiff Japanese style. I'll see you when I get back. Just listen to these doctors, or eat some food, and you'll be right as rain. Michael squeezes his hand one more time, and Gabriel leans over and kisses his brother's forehead. I love you, Michael. I'll be back. Thor Hansen and Hollywood buddy Melrose make their way through the parking lot in the back of the Pershing Auditorium in Lincoln, Nebraska, the arena. I'll be an executive producer and, and own half the show. Really? I'll be the leader of a fighting force and we'll do missions and have cool weapons and shit. Like A-Team, but more uh, patriotic and for kids. Sounds major. What do you think Julian will think? He's gonna want his cut, won't he? Daybreak's working on that. Good. Because that ain't right. You're in the Screen Actors Guild now, so you're starting to understand what he can and cannot do. But the other guys don't know. It's why the boys need a union. You're still doing that? Oh yeah. Been putting things together, building up support from the boys. This is gonna happen. Well, uh, you got kind of a sweet deal already, but I won't stand in your way. I'll always back you no matter what, buddy. I owe you forever. I appreciate that, Eric, because having your support will be key in forcing Julian's hand and rallying support from the boys. But we do need to make our stand now. The reckoning is coming. But hey, let me worry about all that. Good luck on this Super Team USA show. Sounds exciting. The gigantic King Kong Cyrus is flat on his back on the floor of the St. Louis Keel locker room. Above him is fellow SCW wrestler El Lobo, still in his mask and suit, standing above him with a long white towel in his hands. Hey brother, you sure this is gonna work? My neck's really messed up. Now, I can go to a doctor, it's no big deal. You do not need such silly people. I can fix you. We do this all the time in Mexico. It is why we can work well into our 60s. Just relax and let the pleasure enter you. Wait, what are you gonna put inside of me? Shh. Lobo puts the towel under his head like a hammock and pulls both ends up so his head is completely cradled. He gently tugs on both ends, getting the towel to wrap securely to the back of Cyrus's head so he has complete control of his skull. Oh man, what are you gonna do? I don't know about this. Just lie back. Relax and think of pleasant things. I want you to pretend that someone is giving you a blow job. It could be a rat. It could be me. It could be Prince Abdullah. Oh, why would I want to think about that? So you won't notice this. El Lobo quickly jerks one side of the towel up, and the last thing King Kong Cyrus sees is a white flash. Davy Boy Givens and Bobby Lee Rivers, already in their fringy denim going out outfits, Holy shit, Lobo. have been standing nearby watching the whole thing with great amusement, and now grimacing in pain on behalf of King Kong Cyrus. They're quiet as King Kong Cyrus isn't moving. The Lobo looks down and drops the towel ends. He leans over to look in his eyes and snaps to wake him. Is he dead? No, his stomach's moving. Is he paralyzed? I don't know, but, but he ain't moving. 
El Lobo turns around, picks up a suitcase, and walks straight out of the locker room. Let's beat it. Uh, we'll check on him later. The rock and rollers head out the front exit to the hallway, where Jesse James is, leaning against the wall, still sweaty and bloody from his match with Vladimir Rykov. He takes a drag from his Marlboro as he carries a notebook and pencil with the format for the next show. Jesse walks towards the arena floor entrance, barely registering them. He peeks out from the curtain and sees Barry Lovelace and young Bo Riggs in the ring, then notices fans packing up their things and walking out as Barry prances around for the fans. Jesse shakes his head in disgust, hammers his fist against the wall, and tosses his notebook into a trash can, then snaps his pencil in half. Why the hell am I even doing this? <sighs> Jesse walks to the arena door at the end of the hallway, kicks it in, and walks straight out. On the highways of Colorado, entering Denver, Nellie Gotch has the wheel, with Father Charlie and Shotgun dozing off, while Freddie Fengler is in the back, fumbling to open a carton of cigarettes. But Nellie notices in his rear view, the 79 Oldsmobile that belongs to the Tomahawks, pulling up on their left at top speed. As it gets closer, it honks the horn, and they look over and see Aaron Von Heimer's bare ass squished against the window in their direction then speed away laughing as they exit off the highway into the city. Freddy slams the cigarettes down in anger. Those rapscallions? Well, I'll show them. Follow them, Nelly. Freddy, please don't put your bare-ass cheeks on my windows, spreading your butt juice. I have to. It's about principle. Freddy rolls the window down and pulls his pants down. The old man sees what Freddy is doing. Hey, thanks, Freddy. You're a 60-year-old man. Sorry, Charlie, but these young punks need to learn a little respect. Nellie, laughing, speeds up at the red light. Here's your receipt, you sons of bitches. Nellie speeds up alongside the Tomahawks van, where Freddy's old ass is hanging out the window, with Freddy spreading his cheeks open completely. The Tomahawks and Von Heimer are thoroughly grossed out at the inside of Freddy's asshole and veer off in disgust. Good one, Freddy. You showed him. Hang on. I think I'm stuck. Charlie sees something. Ellie, stop. Pull over at Channel 7. Look at that. Freddy is... Pull over. Well, uh, fellas, um, I can't move. My axle's hanging out the... Nellie pulls up in front of the TV station, where a group of Girl Scouts step out from the building, finishing their tour. Oh. With a dumb mother... <laughs> As Nellie steps out of the car to shove Freddy's bare ass back into the car, and the children scurry away, Charlie Gotch walks right up to the TV station, the same TV station that has carried AMW television for decades, and sees a large poster outside that reads, Coming soon, the Empire Wrestling Federation. Whoa, AMW just lost Denver? Yikes. Today's episode, if you heard Daniel Daybreak's pitch to Thor on Super Team USA and Thor pointing out how Julian was in meetings in Denver with the bigwigs, then you're listening to the extended edition of this episode, available exclusively on Patreon. If you did not hear this scene, you're listening to the Worldwide Theatrical Edition, and we invite you to become a patron where you'll hear the extended version of Season 5 and the entire back catalog of the series. Please visit patreon.com slash kingsotr 
You'll also hear new episodes two weeks before everyone else on the first. Uh, you can give your feedback to us directly on your favorite scenes, which, which helps shape the show. And you can even be an actual character in the series and in the books. Thanks to all of our existing patrons and our regular fans literally around the world. Check out the links to order the novelization of the show to share with hearing-impaired friends of yours or those who simply don't do the podcast thing, or if you just want to have a book. Uh, give us a review on whichever podcast app you listen to the show on. And as always, thanks for the support and for being a fan. 